0: Good morning, everyone. Christina Banfield here, welcoming you back to Reframe Anxiety Boost Your Sanity. I started this event because of my overall curiosity of how our bodies function under stress, but more than anything, to learn how to peel back the layers of connecting with ourselves. I believe that part of our human experience is to learn how to connect with ourselves so we can have the momentum to live a full life of vitality. Your journey of propelling your momentum continues today as we explore how movement beyond fitness can be used as a gateway of a connection point to ourselves as well as um, the surroundings. So today we'll be exploring the benefits of movement with Cass Phelps. Cass is a somatic movement therapist, certified Reiki master, sound healing therapist, and lifelong musician. Cass is also the creator of BioTune, a system of sound frequency medicine designed to bring our nervous system, mind, and body back into balance. Now, I brought brought Cass on today because I see movement as part of the human experience and have always thought, When we are conscious of how our body is moving and feeling, that it can lead to insights about ourselves. So, Cass will be sharing his insights on on movement and how it can be used to align ourselves. And more importantly, how we can deepen the appreciation for our vessel. So, welcome Cass. Thank you for joining us today. Let's kick it off.
1: So... As a child, I always found movement to be my first language personally. And what I would find was that when I was playing, there was always movement involved, like expression. Uh, I loved music and I loved to move and dance and play in very physical ways. But I wasn't really interested in competitive sports. And I wasn't really interested in dynamics that had power play hierarchy. Yeah, I was interested in the sensations and what it felt like to have energy in my body moving. Mm. So at a really early age, I was able to recognize that I was feeling energy, electricity in my body. And so that was just my personal baseline. And I had really no reference for any of that um, other than just my own exploration. And then when I was 26, I had been living in New York and I was there just totally devoted to my creative process. And this was all just personal internal development. And I moved to Los Angeles, back to Los Angeles. And a friend of mine was like, I just took this amazing class and I really think you should come, it's so you. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I've never been to a class before. And my t- the class was Continuum, which is Emily Conrad's work. She's the founder of Continuum, which is a somatic, um, it's a somatic movement process. And it's based in elegantly resolving the defense systems and the limitations uh, within our system. So it's, it's beautiful as a self-healing modality yeah but i didn't know anything about this i had never taken any classes of anything at all so i went to her class and and i was like this is heaven because all we did was follow positive sensation and like authentic movement and she would introduce specific sequences that would introduce fluidity and fluid mm-hmm. pattern that breaking down like linear limiting patterns and and so i think it was the second class she just came up to me and at that point she was about 70 and she said how do you already know this like what do you do how are you and i was like well how do you already know it <laughs> <laughs> and so she was we just started bonding like that and then within two years of just being in all of that, what I noticed was I was spending more and more time in exploration of what somatic movement is, and which means in an in internal. So somatic means body, it means an internal exploration inside of ourselves that's based in our own innate wisdom. So hmm. soma points to intelligence. Yeah. So yeah. I
0: love that. You know, it's, I love that it just kind of intuitively came to you right it was this gift that was provided to you and now you've expanded it so much to sharing it with other people and and teaching people how to tap into this innate ability that we all have of like learning how our body's moving learning how it's feeling and the natural uh, aspect of it to want to flow right oftentimes we're You know, like the fitness industry, it's all like these very strict movements. And there's nothing wrong with it. They have specific goals to reach through those movements. Mm -hmm. But there's a whole other side of movement that I feel like isn't really talked about of connecting with the body. And we've heard that before with yoga, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, you know, becoming uh, aware of your breath with movement. Mm -hmm. And, but you're bringing a, a different approach beyond just yoga. Mm -hmm. and i'd love to hear a little bit more about what somatic really somatic movement Mm -hmm. has brought to you like Mm -hmm. within your life and how it's connected you even deeper to yourself
1: yeah so i was really fortunate with entering in without any um, preconceived ideas through emily's container because her work is really the study of origins um the origins of impulses within ourselves like these impulses of move that lead to movement and what motivates all of that so that's deep internal listening to you know our life force and that exploration just gradually just took over my life and so because continuum is the study of origins of movement what it is is that so, like if you go into the somatic field, what you'll see is like yoga, qigong, tai chi, um so many different t- different forms of therapy, the therapeutic movement, um, and therapeutic processes. And there's so many different bodies of work. Um with the continuum work specifically, the study of origins, what would happen is we would take process or the practice to like kripala or naropa and they would be like oh you're teaching the origins of dance or you're teaching the origins of yoga the Mm -hmm. origins of qigong and so that for me really set up this place of understanding that somatic the idea of somatic movement for me is to actually go to the place of pre-practice or pre-structure so like yoga has a specific purpose and so you're laying into the body specific patterns of movement that then become archetypes of structure yeah Mm -hmm. and so within that you're also dissolving patterns that are incoherent and somatic the way that i learned was to actually rather than put something in the body listen to what wants to come out of the body energetically intuitively and for me to have that be deeply based in my relationship to the earth Mm. to feel gravity pulling me into the earth and within that there's two things that happen so you're either being pulled into the earth to rest or you're doing what happens from there which is what we see in all of nature is tensegrity you're getting lifted by gravity so that's what we see with trees and everything that's basically grounded to the earth it's finding that tensegrity structure where it's following gravity to create a structure that that actually lifts and liberates us
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so to explore movement from that place that's what just took over my life just like grabbed onto me. And so it was never really to answer your question. It was never really my idea to become a teacher or a guide. That was so not my idea. <laughs> what happened was that people were like, okay, what's going on with you? How are you doing that? What, what's, what is that? You know, and they would see me moving. And even at the gym, you know, I'd be like just doing my thing and people would be like, okay, what is that? And so Then eventually my teacher was like, yeah, you really should consider teaching. And I was like, why would I do that? Like, (laughs) why would I want to do that? I was like, (laughs) But then she said, because you're going to find out that if you don't, you'll start feeling isolated. That you have to share what you know, or you'll start feeling like you're holding back with people. Yeah, so that's how that happened.
0: Wow, and it sounds like it almost opened up a whole new avenue for you, for you as like an expression mm-hmm. um, to bring into the world and share your gifts. Mm-hmm. And I really love your share around the grounding and then and then growing. Mm-hmm. And so I just think of you know a flower like. We're planting that seed. We're grounding into the earth and now we're nourished to be able to blossom and bring ourselves into the world. Totally. And yeah, so I find this practice very interesting because for those of us who are going through stress or anxiety, Mm -hmm. it's often because of this feeling of not being grounded and caught up in (laughs) everything that's happening around Mm -hmm. us so much. So we're really operating from the place from outside in and trying to ground ourselves rather than ground ourselves and then come out.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So I'd I'd be curious to hear your thoughts around, okay, if someone's facing some type of anxiety or like um, feeling like they're being pulled in multiple directions, how do we start grounding ourselves or our bodies so we can start flourishing a little bit more?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, that has been one of the most beautiful things that has come out of creating offerings for people is to be holding space for people and see like wow they're really just needing grounding and so one of the things is to the key with with having a somatic practice is to go inward and start listening to what's going on inside and that changes the external referencing so that immediately the nervous system is like okay you're listening and then all the bells and whistles of anxiety start to turn off because Mm. we're not actually referencing something outside of ourselves we're coming back home and so naturally if we place our hands on our body and close our eyes then from there there can be this gentle listening to what is actually pulling us into alignment into our center Mm -hmm. that is a direct experience of grounding yeah so simple it is and the thing about it is is it's just realizing that when we are referencing internally that's creating a connection within ourselves that is grounding yeah, so we'll feel anxiety and nervousness when we're externally referencing. The body's giving us a very clear communication of what is a yes and what is a no in our nervous system. So just by pausing, closing our eyes, getting back into our own feedback loop in our own systems and being committed to a moment of pause. And then from there, feeling the earth supporting us Mm. yeah to start from that place and that for me has been one of the main resources of just allowing the feeling of the earth supporting me because gravity is actually doing all the work if I'm letting you know feeling like here right now I'm feeling how the earth is actually holding me yeah and so that's where the nervous system can be like okay I'm here, you know, what that does is it gives us a reference for what's external and what's internal. Mm -hmm. And that's an immediate alignment back with our own innate knowing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The ability to distinguish the internal versus external is so powerful. And yeah, I think oftentimes we forget to just do those small things of like, hey, it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. here. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, it's a simple tool that you just shared of how you can support yourself mm-hmm. without feeling alone. And mm-hmm. oftentimes with those who are facing anxiety, it's this sense of isolation or the sense yeah. of being alone and not heard or a lot of different things. But when you realize how to um, support yourself in certain ways, then Mm -hmm. it becomes a little less um, overwhelming Mm -hmm. to know where to start. And really, it's just starting with yourself.
1: Yeah. Another thing, can I offer something Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So another thing is to recognize that our breath is actually a relationship that we're having with our body, that it can be so as far as <clears throat> like your, what you were saying about with anxiety, feeling isolated, it's also that sometimes many of us are feeling other people's emotions and we're feeling the stress that's going on around us, especially in this time that we've had in this last year. So in that pause place of just waiting to find out where your breath is, just being in the pause so that you can catch up with your breathing Mm -hmm. and then to realize that the breath is holding wisdom and what happens oftentimes this can be very for people who have anxiety or who those of us who are feeling anxious to try to place a breath practice on top of our systems can often feel like we're not meeting ourselves where we are and so that's why i always try to communicate of like start from where you are so that you can read what's happening in your system. Let your breath show you where you're breathing. Mm. Are you holding an inhale? Are you holding an exhale? Are you needing an inhale? Where are you needing that in your body? Put your hands in the place where you can feel the contraction or where you can feel the holding and see if that's actually an inhale or an exhale that's needed there so that puts us in a direct feedback loop of resource within our own systems that's very soothing because we now have a resource of working with and it's important that we recognize that anxiety is a communication
0: yeah and you know our body's always communicating with us right and that's what I'm trying to promote through all of these various speakers is learning how to connect with that communication. And yeah. there's so many different tools of how to do that, right? Yeah. And there are certain things that will work better for others, you know, and especially during certain times, there are certain emotions that might resonate better with certain tools for you as a unique person. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm pro- providing a variety of different practices to experiment and feel into yeah. what is working for me in this moment. Okay, it's not this. Okay, let's try this instead. Yeah. And yeah, and so in your share with like not forcing your breath, right? And like really coming to where I'm at and meeting yourself there at the point of where you're at is so important because I do have other people on the summit are talking about the breath of how to control your breath, right. And, um, different styles of breath work as well for different things, yeah. but meeting yourself, I would think too of acknowledging where you're at before you start your breath work yeah. almost sounds essential maybe <laughs> before you step into that space.
1: Yeah. For some, I agree with you. I think that for some people that is what they need and for other people, you know, it's like you're saying, um, and that's, what's beautiful about what you're doing is that you're creating this experimental safe container to be like, Hey, there's this way and there's that way. And then, and your invitation, our invitation is to really be like, what feels right for you? Slow down and feel. Mm -hmm. what feels right for you yeah and some people so there's a couple of different things that i can say um when people come to my work specifically which i've been offering for 20 years now that whole thing started like 23 years ago and then took over um the things that i when people come they often are working with trauma and and or like you're naming anxiety and so the key is recognizing what part of the nervous system, or like you said, what emotion it is, where in their system is needing to be met and worked with. Is mm-hmm. it sympathetic? Is it parasympathetic? Are we, are we working in the central nervous system? Are we working in the gut? Are we working, you know? So it's just really understanding where it is that the system is, the, the dialogue is the loudest, and what part to resource from there
0: absolutely i love that you do that because there's you know our body communicates in so many different ways mm-hmm. and depending on if we're in the parasympathetic state or the sympathetic state especially it will uh the communications will show up very differently yeah so i find that very intriguing and um I know you mentioned the gut just now too, and you do a little bit of work with that. And I'm, what's coming to me right now is, well, I wonder if there's certain movements that help with gut health Mm -hmm. and if you could share around that, if you have any tips around that.
1: Yeah. So it really does depend on each person as far as like, if they have trauma or if they have an imbalance Um, but the thing to really understand that in the gut, the gut is our primary communicator of safety and its whole thing is to move towards nourishment or away from harm. So if we're listening in our bodies, the, the first key of course is to get your hands on your belly and just start feeling what's there, how much sensation there is, what movement is there you know what's going on and then inviting belly breath mm-hmm. and so that's like the foundation of returning back to that balanced place in the nervous system is the breath getting stuck up here or are you actually able to drop down into the pelvic floor and let the breath start to fill the belly mm-hmm. that's going to immediately start working with anything any kind of holding patterns or anything that's going on in the gut. Yeah. And the work that I developed, I was actually one of the first people to recognize that there was brain tissue in the gut. And I started listening to it because I was sick, really sick. And I was there, like, I had a major illness and nothing was working. And so I was forced to have to go inside and listen to what these communications were and part of them were that there were specific signals for cravings of food at specific times and so Mm -hmm. i just started listening to those signals and those cravings and i started experiencing this synergy of combining my foods in specific ways that were setting up my neurotransmitters my dopamine my serotonin my oxytocin all of those neurotransmitter hormones and i was like wow i just resolved my gut issue that i had for nine years just by listening and so it goes back to that really basic place of like just getting breath breathing into what's there and listening to what the communication is yeah sometimes what's happened is we've had a communication that's been going on for like i was saying nine years of like That's not working. Stop (laughs) doing that, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Wow. Off that signal, you know, that communication, then you can actually get a clear signal for what your nourishment is and what your need is.
0: Yeah. You know, our body has some amazing messages to send us. And when we actually make the time to be Mm -hmm. present with it and developing the connection with that communication, it could tell us a lot. Mm -hmm. and make things a lot easier for ourselves (laughs) when we actually make the time to do that yeah and I appreciate your share around the gut health essentially because um, we've had a couple of speakers talk a little bit about gut health but in terms of movement you know we, we often think of gut of just just the nourishment of the food but the gut also responds to touch like you were just saying like touching your belly um and that the gut's always in movement too it's breaking down everything for you but it's also supporting your body your immune system and uh, so i find that very fascinating
1: yeah i sure. can talk about that for hours and hours and hours and it goes back to what you're saying about intuition that our gut is actually maybe the most intuitive part of us that it has such a high developed brain uh, nervous system in it that it it is our base first brain in the sense that it knows what's going on in the environment it knows what it is that we need for movement for nourishment it knows all of that and its whole thing is to communicate to the rest of the of our brain tissues like the brain tissue in the heart and all of the brain tissue in the upper brain and yeah so the key is to like i often when i work I'm, i have a workshop tomorrow it's called the movement of love and the, actually it's called the movement of your love so mm-hmm. we're taking ownership of our love but what's interesting about it is that there's a lot of of breaking down of patternings like for example getting the feet moving in ways that don't we don't normally move because that's the digestive system so mm-hmm. if the feet are locked into shoes all the time, we want to get them open and spread and get the tarsals open, the, the palms of the feet moving, the ankles moving, you know, all the sidelines of the of the legs. That's all that spiral movement that creates flow in the digestive system.
0: Mm. Yeah, you know, I've I love that you mentioned the feet. Because as a personal trainer, I always tell people to roll out their feet or, you know, do some workouts barefoot. And they're like, well, what's that have to do with anything? I'm like, everything, (laughs) (laughs) everything, because it's you think about it's grounding you in to Mm -hmm. the earth and it's your whole body is being supported by your feet. So, being able to move all of the parts of your feet and connect with those movements themselves is so powerful in activating the rest of your body. And yeah. I love that you just connected the gut to it too, because that yeah. right there is like everything's aligned, but we just need to learn how to utilize what we have already to restore that alignment.
1: Yeah, so right on. Exactly. That's the whole wisdom of somatic intelligence is that like you're saying it's all within us yeah. and the development of our relationship with the earth through our feet and how that is such a direct link to the nervous system in our gut yeah so there is no separation i consider it the same nervous system that that the, what's happening in the gut is what's happening in the earth if it's if it's all grounded yeah so grounding is actually an electrical term It's, uh, they use it in electricity and all the electric uh, electricians were literally looking to physically ground our electric nervous system with the earth to have the feet open and moving. Like you're saying, like we're saying, um, that creates more circuitry and more connection. It's all the meridians and the toes. That's all feedback into our, our digest, our entire digestive system.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to go into like this appreciation component too, of like when we're more grounded with ourselves, we can become more attuned to this communication happening. Right. And be able to be present with being grateful of how much our body's actually communicating with us. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like through your practices, you have various practices with, you know, the Reiki and the somatic and, um, dance and art therapy like there's so many ways of having appreciation for yourself Mm -hmm. and I'd love to hear your insight around how to build that appreciation Mm -hmm. and how you've connected with that as well
1: yeah this is probably my favorite (laughs) yeah because what I've learned in my path is that my path is to follow what feels nourishing as intelligence and so in the body what has positive sensation always creates further development and further feedback of our potential and that wisdom that we're talking about so in being in that path of of nourishment and positive sensation what that feedback loop having a feedback of that in my system it brings me to this very grounded sense of appreciation Mm. and so what i feel the difference between like a lot of times of like gratitude and being grateful versus appreciation is connection so being connected to myself through nourishment being connected to the earth through sustenance and through grounded support like that just naturally equates to appreciation and the choice to do that is self-love mm-hmm. so it is the clearest way that i found to cultivate self-love is to actually focus on what feels nourishing and what feels as the the nervous system feeds back what is positive sensation
0: absolutely Mm-hmm. Yeah to recognize the things that actually spark joy, right? And mm-hmm. that sense of vitality is yeah. often right in front of us, but um it's much easier to c- reconnect with those experiences when when we when we know what they are and we know what those e- opportunities look like of how to bring them to fruition. Mm-hmm. Then we can start creating this life that brings mm-hmm. more of that nourishment that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the that feedback loop as well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. go ahead. Go, ahead. <laughs> go for it.
1: Well, just that within that, there's reverence for life. Mm-hmm. And so there's a feeling place in our hearts. there's empathy in our hearts, for ourselves and each other and for our planet that that's you know, that nourishment and beauty are how our nervous systems, our entire systems can recognize the value of something and appreciate it.
0: Mm. I love that you said that because another thing I'm also advocating on here is like lean into your work, do your work to know yourself and get aligned because the better we can do that, the more we could actually connect with our external environment Mm -hmm. and show up as better humans for our communities and a support system so uh, that ties right into that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it really does it's all that's the beauty of the nature of it all
0: yeah and it's also one of those things too you're talking about self-love and sometimes the path of self-love to others like Mm -hmm. when you're on that path of pursuing your own self-love sometimes it comes off as selfish to others who are not doing their work Mm -hmm. and since you you've been on that path for a while like embracing the things that nourish you and that spark that sense of vitality Mm -hmm. what would you say to people that are going through trying to step into their light and lean into their work Mm -hmm. it's hard to because external factors are putting them push or pulling them away from doing that work
1: and by external factors, what would be an example?
0: Um, it could be like maybe other people that aren't supporting the work that the person's wanting to do or yeah. um, maybe their social circle isn't yeah. necessarily aligned with what they're pursuing or.
1: Yeah, exactly. So this is where I really come forward with teachings um, in my work. The One of the most important things when you're, when you've decided to develop yourself uh, is to recognize that most developmental work is not actually our culture doesn't foster developmental work that there's um there's a commodifying and a consumer drive in our culture and that most of us are born into trying to fit into that commodifying and that like trying to basically make a living And so what happens, you know, I work with children and people who have, are missing developmental stages. And so they're, they have a a huge disruption and of dysfunction in their system, a lack of function. When we apply this to ourselves, all of us need a very clear container for our own development. So what belongs inside of that container is everything that supports us and that gets us, gets where it is that, what it is that we're doing, what it is that we're trying to develop within ourselves. So that's actually what creates the container is to recognize that first of all, the container is that you're going in to develop something. So for example, if you're dealing with chronic anxiety, then obviously there's a need for a clear container of safety so that you can feel held, um, appreciated, recognized. Yeah, and so that boundary is what we're talking about of creating a healthy boundary between us and everyone else so that we're not being defined by other people's limitations, other people's ideas. And that should be what we're taught when we start socializing like between second you know first second grade as soon as we start going into um, school that's what we should be learning first is that we're not that we're developing ourselves and that's an exploration and a discovery Mm. and that we're not we're not developing ourselves through being defined by others so that's like a baseline boundary that should be taught in our development so now because it's not necessarily we need to do that for ourselves and create this really clear container for our own self to be like hey i'm discovering who i am and so what i tell people when they come to do that work is that we all have a gift and there's no way for that gift to realize its potential if we don't be completely selfish with it for Mm -hmm. ourselves To and so what i tell them is in the first phase of of discovering ourselves and our gift is to be totally self-absorbed and totally selfish and self-involved because that is the one thing that's really missing in our culture is actually receiving ourselves and knowing our own value for ourselves before we give it away.
0: Mm. Yeah. So I asked this question because I've noticed a lot of people who have anxiety is because of the expectations we have from the external environment, whether it's the social, the the, <laughs> the family, the friends, uh, the workplace, whatever it might be. But we're impacted by various avenues of these expectations of who we should be. And I love how you're framing it with creating your own container of what you need. And and sometimes we have to be selfish for ourselves to create those healthy boundaries so we can start growing because the more we start growing and impacting positively, impacting our environment, that is going to be contagious to Mm -hmm. those who maybe don't have the courage to step into their, their work yet.
1: Totally. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, is that if people are not understanding the container that, that we are creating for ourselves, the communication is that this is about needs, that the container is to provide for ourselves our own needs. And that within that, exactly what you're saying, we only become stronger and healthier. And that creates an ability for us to show up more fully. And so that is the main communication. That's part of my responsibility if I'm doing a developmental piece in myself is like, okay, everybody, this is the thing. I'm working with my needs right now. And my needs are personal space and personal time and then engagement with you. It's just a communication process. And if people don't understand that, then that starts to define the relationship where they belong inside or outside of your container and how close, you know, like the layers of intimacy.
0: Absolutely. And it's almost, it's ultimately building that sense of belonging with yourself. Yeah. Do I belong to myself?
1: Yeah, right on, that's it.
0: Right there. (laughs) Uh, Thank you Cass for sharing your insights today. Um, Before, I wanna be mindful of time. So before we go into your free gift, And my last question that I I would like to ask, is there anything else that's coming up for you that you'd like to share with anyone?
1: Other than that last sentence that you just said, that just feels like such a solid anchor of like what all of this is about and what it is that we're doing is that sense of belonging within ourselves and in this ecosystem and in in the world that we're creating anew.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's a a beautiful process. And so for everyone who's still on, enjoy it. Enjoy the process because it could be really beautiful. Just start picking the tools that work best for you to bring that sense of belonging and the alignment and vitality. And Mm -hmm. we all deserve it. You deserve it. And you can do it, you know, and you just got to, Gotta want it, Gotta yeah. Want it.
1: And if you don't want it, ask what nourishment you need, and be in that place of like getting back because the nourishment always gives you vitality, and vitality always gives you inspiration.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're designed
0: that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Cass. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, all right, so fun stuff here. Uh, Cass has a free gift, so make sure you are clicking the button on the page to, to collect it today. And if you do not collect it on the page today, uh, you could also refer back to your email and there's a link in there as well. Um, so Cass, would you like to share a little bit about your free gift and how it could be best utilized?
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's a 45 minute, 50 minute recording of what I refer to as the bio tune work which is sound frequency healing it's sound frequency medicine and it's a soundscape that you play and you just allow yourself to be passive in in the experience you don't have to do anything and what it is is it's a soundscape of different nature sounds as well as different specific frequencies and tones that can just really help the nervous system come back into natural neutral so the whole thing of with my work is to help people realize that our baseline is natural neutral and sleep is the place of where we regenerate. And so this specific recording is to help support with that. And if you fall asleep during it, that's great. If whatever happens, just breathe with it, whatever's there and let it be a passive process you don't have to do any practice work in it but i often just put my hands on my body when i listen to it you can listen to it through speakers or you can listen through it through earbuds you'll get more of an uh, intensity through the earbuds yeah and it just helps bring us back into specific brain states as well as nervous system states yeah that are natural neutral excellent there's actually listening instructions in the recording when you push the link you'll see two two things to download
0: perfect mm-hmm. that is a generous gift and i'm excited to check it out myself as well
1: yeah it's my effortless pleasure i created that one specifically about 12 years ago when i was working with um uh birth process the trimesters and i wanted to help people really stabilize into their developmental
0: yeah Still applicable today, not going out of style. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> thank you, guys, so much. So, last question before we hop off: What inspires you, or what inspires you in your work?
1: Oh, what inspires me is what I see beautiful. Um, what inspires me is the joy that lives beneath all. Uh, concepts like the my essential nature is joy beyond conditions Mm. to be in a way where I can feel that filling me up inside yeah that's my personal like feeling alive and connected yeah Um, what inspires me in my work is watching people wake up and come alive and actually have resources that where they can feel their natural neutral and then how that builds into inspiration. Mm. So I get so inspired when I see people come into inspiration where they're like, their spirit is here and they know who they are and they wanna share that with people in in beautiful ways. That really inspires me.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I, I always find it fascinating because everyone has a little bit of a different answer but for those of us who work with other people, it's, you know, you're inspired by other people <laughs> and ultimately that's what we're all here to do. We're all here to inspire and learn from each other. And to see that growth happening is, is just so fulfilling. Yeah. Does and that inspire you? It does. Like yeah. just, just hearing the story, I'm like, mm, yes, <laughs> it gets right there into the soul. Yeah. Uh Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like that's what motivates creating beautiful programs like this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Cass, for joining us today.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. And um, for the rest of you who are still on, thank you for showing up for yourself today.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys.
0: (laughs) And... Um, if you're not on already, make sure that you're joining our Facebook group, Propel Your Momentum, where it's a community of us to just support you, provide some love into your transitions that you're trying to implement into your life and the connections that you're trying to reinstill. We're all there to support you through the journey. So please take take advantage of our community and it relies on all of us to show up for each other as well to make that whole process come to fruition. So the more people in there, the better and share what you feel comfortable with and what you need support with. And we will help you the best we can. Um, Other than that, have a beautiful day, much love, and we will see you tomorrow.